What do you want to be when you grow up? A fireman? A nurse? Lawyer? These career fields, like most, require costly education. And here's the truth. The quicker you know what you like to do, the quicker you get to start planning what you want to do and put yours or your parents' hard-earned money to good use. But you don't need a plan. Life will get you somewhere, but it may not be where you want to be. You get me? Today, I'm talking with the author of Dump Your Degree, How to Repurpose Your Education, Control Your Career, and Gain Financial Freedom. She's also a third-generation educator and an avid TikTok creator. Welcome, Dr. Zakia Akarelli. I don't know if I should be saying this publicly, because I, I, I don't know how legal it was. Are you talking about real job or just getting anything just to have some money in my pocket? Oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. How did you even so find that? So, so, so. You don't know if what you obtained a degree in is something that you want to do for the long term. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is key. Hindsight is key. To learn that, you don't need no type of degree. Type of degree. Learn from the past, see what the present gon' be. Yeah. I'm a wise man. Look at these blessings on me. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is key. Hindsight is key. To learn that, you don't need no type of degree. Type of degree. Learn from the past, see what the present gon' be. Yeah. I'm a wise man. Look at these blessings yeah. on me. Yeah. The hindsight podcast. Hosted by Lee Jones, the one and only, my homie, bringing the past to the present and affecting the future for the better. Welcome, Dr. Accarelli, uh, PhD, Atlanta-based educator, third generation, is that correct? Yes. <laughs> third generation. So who, who, who were the educators before you? My grandmother uh, was a retired uh, school teacher. My mother um, owned a learning center for several years. Uh, I'm the first as far as higher education, but before me, you know, my mother and my grandmother were educators as well. So, what did your what did your grandmother? Uh, what grades did she teach? She taught elementary school. Um, interestingly enough. She's also an alum of the university I got my undergraduate in. She got her master's um, from Florida A&M University is where I went for undergrad. And um, she went to undergrad at another HBCU, which I ended up teaching at, which was Edward Waters University. Uh, but yeah, she was an elementary school teacher. That's that's pretty awesome. My mm-hmm. daughter, she just did. Uh, she just, matter of fact, graduated a few few weeks ago. Um, out here at University of California, San Marcos, to be an educator, nice. and she wants she wants to teach elementary school <laughs> uh, students. Tell me a little bit about you. Like, what do you what do you do for fun? We'll get into the education and all that serious <laughs> stuff later. But what do you do? And and and, and I'm a, I'm gonna tee you up a little bit. I've been looking at some of your TikTok videos. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, and they're awesome. They're awesome. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So one of them, I love it. It's talking about your book and you're like, I don't know, I'm kind of a big deal or something like that, right? Really? Do you know which one I'm talking about? No. Oh, All right. I don't I don't know. Oh, I maybe the one where I'm talking about um it's no, you said it's a sound from one of the Kardashians or something. That's what that's what exactly okay, what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that that one's awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so but what do you do for fun? Um 
I like to create content. I'm getting more into that now. So that's something that I actually enjoy. Aside from that, I, I am an avid reader. I love to collect books. Um, many of the books that I prefer are related to my, what people call mind science and uh, mindset, using the power of the mind or the subconscious mind um, to develop oneself. So that's like, I'm big one on that. Uh, before I became an author, I was a professor for many years uh, in what the kind of the humanities field, um, more so teaching courses on philosophy um, and world religions. So I'm really big on culture. So another thing that I do enjoy doing more than anything is traveling. Uh, those are some of the things that I would want to do more, you know, after right. uh, COVID had basically stopped that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a while, but I plan to get back into that because I was a big time globe trotter before uh, that happened. Where's the most interesting place you've you've traveled to? Uh interest. Well, okay, I'll say my favorite would be Ghana. Um, okay. And what was interesting? I don't even know if I, <laughs> I, I I hopped the bus. I don't know if I should be saying this <laughs> publicly because <but>, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how legal it was. But anyway, I hopped the bus between a few uh, West African countries alone. Uh, and I went between Nigeria, Benin Republic, Togo, and Ghana. And that oh, was a wow. very interesting journey. Uh, looking back at it, I don't know how safe that was to do <laughs> as, you know, a single, uh, at the time, solo right. uh, mo- American woman. But that was, that was a very interesting journey. <laughs> Good, good. Did you go alone or did you go with yeah. friends or no, I was by you went alone? I, nice. yeah, I typically go by myself. <laughs> but now, now that yeah, now that I have a family, I the last international trip I did, I went with I did my mom wanted to go with for her retirement a few years ago. So I took her along with me. Yeah. That's awesome. I've never been to Africa and okay. I'm I'm very interested. Um, but I've really, realistically, I've never sat down and, and thought of the logistics of mm-hmm. getting there. Right. Oh. So, so I really haven't thought too hard of it when I sit and, and think to myself right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like, uh, to go, I think the most interesting place that I've gone was, well, Japan. Oh, nice. Right. And I say that because that was the first international, mm-hmm. uh, place that I went and it was just, it was such an, an eye opener, you know, to mm-hmm. see a, a, a different place, but also to see how similar it is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you think if you're just in a spot and that's why, you know, I said take each opportunity as an opportunity to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. If you are only um, subjected or if you're only in a spot, in a location, in a city or in a state. Right. And that's all, you know, mm-hmm. then your mind fills in the blanks. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go out to this place, to go out to Japan and see it, it was like it was mind boggling. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why I laughed when we said COVID, because that just really put a cramp in everything. Right. Um, as far as just even just hell, just getting out and seeing people. Right. Mm-hmm. right? It was it was mm-hmm. a horrible thing. So I'm glad we're kind of coming out of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Are we coming out? Yeah, I feel freer. <laughs> At least mentally, I, I'm, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so you also on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You talked about how job security is a myth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Explain that a little bit. You know, people have this idea that particularly those who seek higher education, obtain degrees, that once they finish, that the next step is 
to get a job and that that job will provide them a, a salary that's stable, you know, insurance, um, that they'll now have this structure in life where everything kind of lines up. And that's just not true. You know, recently we've seen many of these big corporations doing massive layoffs or where recently you've had a few companies that have hired uh, a group of people. And then even before they start, rescind the offers. And so where does that put them? What kind of stability is that? And no, that's not every company, but at most companies, you can be let go at any time. It's at will, you know, uh, you might have to give a two week notice, but they don't have to give you one. So at any time, somebody, your employer can cut you off. And then what do you do? So there's this belief that, oh, once you get a degree and find a job, you have stability, but that is an illusion because you don't really have control over whether or not uh, you are able to stay at a job for the long term. Right. Wow. And that, and that's something, mm-hmm. isn't that? So I, you know, I equate that to, <laughs> it has nothing to do with jobs, but it does. It's just, it's, it's in the sports industry, mm-hmm. right. And, and how, you know, you have the security or whatever uh, as a player, Right. And then when you decide to ex- exercise your power, right, and go mm-hmm. to a different city or a different organization, how the mm-hmm. fans, because I'm a Steelers fan, I always okay. got to plug, I got to plug that in, in okay. every episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> but how the fans kind of get upset, right? But realistically, mm-hmm. that's their, that's their career. That's their mm-hmm. opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, they're disloyal to the team because you like the team, <laughs> right? But yeah. the, the, when the team says, hey, we're not going to renew your contract or, right. hey, we're trading you, you know what I'm saying? It's it's almost a similar similar type right. um, situation. Actually, it's right. exactly a similar situation. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So this is called Hindsight, the mm-hmm. podcast. So I kind of want to go back and I want to ask you one question. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you two. Mm-hmm. One is just, okay, I'll just ask it. But why, why, why tee it up? What is the, you know, being that you're an educator now, mm-hmm. you're, are you still a professor? No, not currently. I'm currently a Not currently author. a professor. Yeah. Okay, full-time <laughs> author, but you were a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best advice or what is the most profound advice either your grandmother mm-hmm. or your mother gave mm-hmm. to you in, in kind of giving you that trajectory maybe um, to that career path? Or, it, or maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, my... As soon as you said that, I thought about my grandmother who always told me, get as much education as you can because you never know what will happen in life. And having that knowledge will allow you or afford you the opportunity to create opportunities for yourself. So that was one of the things that always stood out to me. And now, what was the biggest and I won't say the biggest, mm-hmm. but give me some some of the challenges or some of the things that you went through and you learned from your experiences that kind of direct mm-hmm. you in your life today. I know now you're you're, you're an author, so you've mm-hmm. taken a lot of those experiences and you're you've thankfully um, put them to paper and writing mm-hmm. and, and putting it out to the masses, so everyone doesn't have to learn this the same way you did. But what are some of the the obstacles that you had to overcome? Well, what. Let me tee it up a little bit. Some of the obstacles you had to overcome while pursuing your degrees in pursuit of being an educator. Mm-hmm. So uh, differently than my grandmother and my mother, you know, they went to, into higher education in a different time that I went. So 
while they were educated. Um, even having a grandmother with a master's degree was, for my generation, was kind of uh, rare, you know? Right. So for me to have uh, people that went came before me that were educated with degrees um, was beneficial, but at the same time, because they went to uh, college at a different time, they didn't face the same challenges. One of those things were was college was much more affordable when they went. Uh, my generation, me being what is considered an older millennial um, at the top of that millennial uh, bracket, uh, we had to take out student loans. Um, though my undergrad was mostly paid for, I, I didn't really have any debt for undergrad, but to go to graduate school, I had significant uh, student loan debt. And being as though the generations before me that did pursue higher education did not have to take out those student loans like I did, they didn't know how to advise me um, from a financial perspective. So the the uh, the advice about get, obtaining higher education was there, but how to um, to handle it from a financial perspective, I was not really prepared for. And as mm. most people who go to, uh, to, to college now, most people have student loan debt and yeah. a lot are having, you know, significant amounts of it. And that's because this is a college, the prices have increased um, over a hundred percent. I think in the last, I can't remember in the last how many years it was, but it's it increased significantly. So, those are the challenges that I had to face was how to navigate not only from a financial perspective, but also graduating with a doctorate degree in the middle of a recession where yeah. I did not have that job security we talked about at the beginning um, of the show, which is there the illusion of job stability um, because there were people weren't hiring when I when I graduated in 2010 with my doctorate. So mm -hmm. then I had to figure out now I have a degree or degrees in a particular area that is not in high demand, what do I do? So overcoming the challenges of how do I repurpose the education I have? How do I tap into my human capital, people that I know to shift my career in a way that the, the knowledge I have, but the skills and talents that I have can be used in a different industry. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, I'm trying to see how I want to say this because I don't want to simplify that message, mm -hmm. but that is almost the message um, from your grandma, mm -hmm. what she, you know, what she said to what your, your message was right there, uh, mm -hmm. save the financial impact mm -hmm. was that you get the education, right? You learn everything you can, and then you create opportunities. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's an important important message. Now, and uh, you see a lot of people, hustlers out there, right, who create opportunities, you know, outside of education, right? If mm -hmm. you're a hustler, then go for it, right? Mm -hmm. You see a lot of successful individuals like that. But the point is to get the education, however you get it. So, mm -hmm. um, so wow, uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that wasn't a great year to come out yeah. with that type, <laughs> that yeah. type of deal. So yeah. what was your first, what was your first job coming out of uh, getting your PhD since you had a difficult time getting it? Uh, oh, and how long did it take you to get that job? Are you talking about real job or just getting anything just to have some money in my pocket? Because if I think of a significant job, um, I'll, I'll say this, uh, it was working um, as a research manager for an NGO uh, 
that did re international research in different areas for the government. And um, interestingly, I did not have degrees in the background that they were looking for. So what happened was, first, I thought it was a fake job because I found it on Craigslist. Now, it's 2022. I don't know if people still look for jobs on Craigslist. Back then, people kind of <laughs> did. But right. it was, you know, in the I think it was kind of phasing out because you could find all kind of sketchy stuff on, on Craigslist. But that's why I thought it was fake. I was like, what is this big corporation doing advertising on Craigslist? But I applied anyway. And it was a legit, it was a legit job. It was really them. <laughs> um, but I said, okay. I'm tired of getting rejected. What do I do to uh, set myself apart from the competition? And so I I didn't lie on my CV, my resume, but okay. I focused on the skills back then. Of course, cover letters were still a big thing now kind of dying out. But, you know, and the way I wrote the letter, uh, basically, I didn't focus on the degrees per se, but what I had to offer. And I was and I was called in for an interview and I said, look, I know I need I need to get this job. And although I didn't have the academic background, the research skills that I developed, right, the skills from mm -hmm. higher education and from previous jobs doing research assistant work were able to transfer. So I didn't focus. And that's why I call my book Dump Your Degree, because I wasn't focused on the degrees, which is what most people do. They're, OK, I got a degree in X, Y and Z. Therefore, this job, right, is something that I'm. I believe I'm prepared for. I say believe because you may not be because you may not have the skills. You might have the degree in that area, but not the skills. So anyway, when I interviewed, I listened to what they were needing. And because they were based in a, they actually based in Santa Monica, but at the time I was living in Florida and they were doing research in Florida. Um, they didn't have really the communal, uh, the community impact. They didn't know how to tap into the community resources to do the research that they needed to do. So instead of uh, focusing on the degrees I had, I told them, look, you need the community. I can get you the community. I can get you the community leaders that will buy in and support this research. So mm -hmm. before even being hired, I, um, I said, look, this is what I can provide you. Now, I didn't give it to them, but I told them, look, this is X, Y, and Z is what you need. This is what I have. And from that, set myself apart and was hired. So that was the first like significant um, job that I had before going full time and as a as a professor. So you also had a a a job that I was uh, I heard about from you, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. not from you directly, but from looking mm -hmm. at some of your interviews and stuff like that, where you worked uh, with Alvin Brown. Oh goodness! <laughs> wow! How did you so find that? So, so, I know. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. And specifically, there was oh, another uh, oh. young lady or mm -hmm. there was another lady who was working there within the same situation you were. So kind of explain that, you know, your, your mind process and your thought process. I in need that. to know how you found that because I didn't know that was on the Internet. <laughs> but OK. So, yeah, he, he was the first uh, black mayor in Jacksonville, which is where I grew up. Um, my mom is from Jacksonville. I'm originally from the West Coast myself. But we moved there. And so I consider it kind of home. After graduating from grad school in New York, I moved back, uh, hoping to find a job and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working on his political campaign because I had done some uh, work before in um, like 
political campaigning and, you know, community social justice type things. Uh, of course, it wasn't paying a lot. As a matter of fact, it was paying very low. And right. I ended up, because I, I had a PhD, I was like, look, I got to figure out something. Um, but I started working there and I met another uh, older a professor who was working there. Um, and she was telling me the same kind of story about how it was, it was challenging for her to find work for a while. Um, but having that experience with her and the coupled with the experiences I was having, I was like, okay, yeah, this, that's when it really hit me that I had to figure out how to shift and, and get right. my career yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, so no need in, in, in holding off any longer. Let's talk about the book. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's get it out because it's a long title. Yeah. Dump your degree, how to repurpose your education, control your career, and gain financial freedom. Now, when I first saw it, obviously I saw the first part, dump your degree. And I was like, look at look at this title, dump your degree from a person with a PhD, right? right. But then you got to sit and you read the whole thing. So one, give me your motivation, mm-hmm. right, for writing this book. And then two, what, what messages, uh, just key points mm-hmm. that you'd like mm-hmm. to convey mm-hmm. to your readers. Yeah. So the title comes from exactly kind of like what I explained before. When you focus solely or mostly on your degrees, you limit yourself from your ability to expand or develop your career. And a lot of people are just told, oh, go get a degree. You know, they're not told what degrees offer better returns on investment or whether or not they should be following their passion. They might go get a degree in something they're really good at, but they aren't passionate about. And therefore, you know, they struggle in their careers. It could be a myriad of things. So I basically I'm saying, hey, forget about the degree, not necessarily do away with the whole thing and act like you never, you know, got it. But stop making it the central focus because jobs are looking for skills. They're looking for talent. They're not just looking to see if you acquired a piece of paper that said you have a degree at X, Y, and Z. Um, also, you may find, you know, you ask people to go to college at 17, 18 years old, finish when they're 20, 21, 22 years old. You don't know yourself fully. You don't know if what you obtained a degree in is something that you want to do for the long run. And as you know, we evolve as humans, we grow and develop and we get different interests, but also as just as a society, we, we evolve different technologies, different things are invented. You may actually find that there's a career path that you prefer to take in another field. So what I'm saying is don't just focus on the degree because a lot of people I'm in, I'm in a lot of uh, groups where there are college students and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I don't know if I'm making the right decision and they act like it's life or death that they must finalize their whole career trajectory within that four-year undergrad. And so I'm saying, just don't, don't focus on it only. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. also how to repurpose your education. So I, again, I was a professor in the humanities. So I was teaching world religious philosophy, things that, you listen, there aren't jobs. <laughs> there aren't many jobs that are looking for people with that, that background. And I would get students who were like, I really enjoy your classes. I want to go on ahead and major in, you know, this. And I'm like, listen, one, the challenges you will face in trying to find work specifically in this field are so overwhelming. I would prefer that you not major in this. But if you do decide to major in something like liberal arts and humanities or things that are considered soft degrees, 
at least figure out how to use the skills and knowledge that you've obtained in a different way. Right. So if you're I give an example, like if you major in psychology, but you decide you don't want to go get a master's and Ph.D. in psychology. What can you do with an undergrad in psychology? Not much if you're thinking solely within those terms, but you could repurpose it, use it in human resources, use it in marketing, create your own business. You can find so many ways to repurpose that degree where you don't get hung up on whether or not that you want to go further in that degree or if you can find work in that in that industry. Um, So and also the control your career aspect is so many people rely on somebody else to hire them. And that gives the control to those doing the hiring. I don't want anybody to have that type of control over my life again. I don't want my life to be determined by whether or not somebody decides I'm qualified or I'm a good match for their company culture. I don't want that. That's too much control over my life, right? So I want people to be able to control their career and say, hey, at any given time, I can make money and I can uh, take care of myself without needing to go to work for somebody else if that is the route that they want to take. Um, And even if they do want to get hired by somebody else, what do you do in the meantime instead of just moping around and twiddling your thumbs, waiting to get a call back. So how do you control that? One of the big things I talk about is like freelancing, uh, getting certifications, trades, other things that can be your, your degree can be supplemented by to help you control your career. And also I give a lot of advice on uh, budgeting and paying back or not getting student loan debt at all, if you can avoid it. Uh, Basically thinking about retirement, even if you're 21 years old, because a lot of things, you know, a lot of times people don't think about long term. Um, so right. certain financial aspects, I want young people to think about that may may have not been taught while they were in school. My daughter, she just graduated now. Mm-hmm. She just graduated. She's got a degree for education mm-hmm. right now. And she comes to you like, mm-hmm. hey, I've done this. I've done that. Like, what next? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be something like right now? What kind of advice would you give? I would ask her what she's passionate about. If education is truly her passion, of course, what is, I would first advise her to set real uh, real goals. I don't mean realistic because I'm, I'm a firm believer in the power of the mind. So anything is realistic that you put your mind to. So what are some real goals as far as what she's looking to gain in her career in the short term and in the long term? Um, also, I love Again, as we talked about at the beginning of the of the show, international travel, exploring the world, seeing different cultures, because that right. also helps you grow. And this is an information age where everybody in the world is connected, um, especially like your daughter having an education degree. I would probably advise her teaching abroad in some aspect, even if she does it from her location here in the U.S., but to connect with other cultures to expand her skills, um, right. but also to even possibly go abroad and teach. Um, things like that. Also, a lot of uh, education or professionals have such good transferable and people skills that can be used in different industries like tech. Um, I would advise her to also look beyond just teaching. Not There's nothing wrong with uh, teaching. We need teachers, right? <laughs> Whatever, right, right. especially good ones. But also not being limited because I have a lot of uh, colleagues and friends, because one of the masters I got was in international education. And so many of them taught even on the secondary uh, level elementary school as well. And they got burned out. 
So mm, when you yeah. need that break, when you need to shift careers, always be thinking about how the background in education can be used in other fields, even ed tech, combining the two together. So not just limiting herself to the classroom, but also looking at ways those uh, skills and knowledge that she's acquired can be used in a larger way. I'm gonna like make sure she listens to this so she can okay. get get some Please insight. Do. You know, you you know how because like when you tell your child yeah. something, they they may listen, they may not, right? But right. if they hear from another source, you, you right. get me. Um, yes. Yes. So 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 where where can, can where can we find the book at? Where can we get the book? Anywhere online, uh, retailers. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Walmart, Apple Books. Oh it's wow! Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you just. Put in the title, dump your degree, add my name to it. It'll pop up anywhere. But um, Amazon, of course, a lot of people uh, prefer to buy books from Amazon. Awesome. And it comes out June 22nd? 21st. 21st. Yeah, a week from today, actually. Um, And it's available in both uh, hardback, uh, paperback, and also Kindle or or any type of e-reader as well, e-book. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you have any any final any anything that I haven't asked or something that you want to just uh, it's just something anything just freelancing I right think, now freestyling? Think, okay, I think you covered uh, most of the basis the, the key points that I wanted to mm-hmm. present. But if anything, uh, a final takeaway would be is to people to follow their passion and do things they enjoy in life. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you started out with. What do I enjoy? What are some things that I like doing? Because right. in this day and age, you can monetize what you like doing. So, oh, oh yeah, you can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I would say for people who are looking to develop their careers, start with your passion and see if there's a way that you can monetize that. And so then you'll have the best of both worlds. Well, thank you, doctor, for your time. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation and thank much, you. much, much success with your book. Thank you. I've already pre-ordered, so I can't wait to read it. Anyway, I was going to say something because I tried to, I try, but I'm going to say it, right? Who cares, right? I tried to download because there's like, you can download a little bit of it. Okay. On your, on your site and I couldn't download it. So now. Um, Thank you for letting me know because, yeah, for, it was chapter five in the um, Yeah, chapter five, right, right. Okay. So, so now the, the anxiousness is growing. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I appreciate you letting me know. I need to get the web guy on that. <laughs> All right. And hey, you yeah. take care and much success. Thank okay. You. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is key. Hindsight is key. To learn that, you don't need no type of degree. Type of degree. Learn from the past, see what the present going to be. Yeah. I'm a wise man, look at these blessings on me. Hindsight is 2020, hindsight is key. To learn that, you don't need no type of degree. Learn from the past, see what the present gonna be. I'm a wise man, look at these blessings on me.